Welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, this is the Grim Reader podcast where we judge each other's books and then tell each other how wrong they were. Yeah, that's actually pretty pretty accurate. <laughs> yeah, I think I summarized that really well. Yeah, I just go on when I have to do it. I'm really awkward when I do introductions and usually I'm like, no, Nikki, don't make me do this. Um, and then I get really, really like tongue tied and it just comes out in this really long rambly, like I'm doing now, <laughs> long <laughs> rambly explanation of what the podcast is. And I'm just kind of like, oh dear God. When I'm editing then I'm like, this sounds awful, but I have to keep it in because neither of us describes it after Are you this. rambling again? I'm going to save you this time. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a podcast where we ramble for 80% of it. We mm. talk about books for the other 20%, but everything is relevant. Yeah. It's all life. I think episode four, we didn't ramble as much. It yeah, was mostly actually one. books. We're going to ramble today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but I'm Rebecca. I'm Nikki. We're getting better at introducing ourselves. <laughs> like, come on. I this know, is actually the, at the start of the podcast. And there the wasn't as... The pause is vanishing. <laughs> it was there today, but, you know, not bad. <laughs> You know, getting better. You know, episode we'll, five. We'll, we'll blame see it how on it goes. the Zoom, like blame it exactly. on the Zoom. Exactly, it's the internet connection. Yeah. Speaking of, we may be able to record in person soon. Ooh. Ooh. Depending on restriction levels, but we shall see. Um, yeah, the shops are open today. Ooh. That's very exciting. Back to level three. Way. Exciting. <laughs> um. Yeah, no, I was there this morning and I was like, well, I go for a walk and I was like, no, town's going to be so busy. Yeah, I avoided town today. Um, I, I do want to pop in during the week, but I'm going to mm. pop in at like 9am and be gone by 10 past 9. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, like if shops were open like earlier than that, I'd probably go in for that time. Do you know? Mm. Um, I never deal like... I'm not good when shops are really busy. I just get so flustered and Yeah, I wasn't good at that beforehand. But Oh, like I've we never were... been good at it. Like, yeah, we ever. were food shopping on Saturday and it was it was nightmare. Well, certain aisles were bad and then mm. we just boycotted whatever items we needed in those aisles. We yeah. didn't need them anymore. <laughs> yeah, no, I've just been heading to do my shopping at like as soon as shops open on a Sunday morning, I'm like, boom, get in there. It's know? Saturday is the bad day to go. It's a bad day. Yeah, yeah, you can actually, I feel like where I'm shopping anyway, you can get away with the Sunday anytime. Mm. But Saturday, just avoid. It was like the first Saturday we kind of went in and I wish we didn't. It was and so it usually, And it's only going to get worse from here because we're coming into Christmas and people are going to be stocking up on Christmas food. And yeah, it's... This is the grim reader. It's grim. It's grim, but... uh. Yeah, no, I'm I'm happy for shops to be back open. Do you know, I think a lot of staff are back to work, which is great. Um, and I think, um, like, I feel sorry for the staff with the new hours they have, mm-hmm. especially in, you know, like the likes of Penny's and like Marks and Spencer's and all those really crowded places. But um, I'm really happy for the small businesses. Exactly. I mean, for places like Penny's and that, I hope, I mean... I think we all hope that people will be understanding when they go in, but having worked in retail, not everyone is, do you know? And Penny's is kind of, it's kind of like a cesspit, no matter what angle you're in. Like if you work there, it's probably really, really horrible. 
um, because it's so busy all the time. And then if you go there, it's really busy all the time and it's a horrible experience. And then if you don't go there, you spend your time being horrible about the people that did go there. Hmm. Oh, well, no, I mean, I think when shops are busy, um, like I don't know about pennies, but when I worked in retail before, like when it's busy, time flies, you know, and you're grateful for it. So maybe the staff look at it that way. I don't know. And please, if someone from pennies listens to this, please correct me if I'm wrong. But what I don't like is when I go in and people are so rude to the staff. Do you know, like oh. Christmas time, it's packed, do you know, and especially now that shops have been closed and people give out when they've got the really long queues and all that. And you're like, they're doing their best, do you know, like, and especially now time. with COVID, they're not allowed to have as many people in all that. I just hope people are understanding. Yes, this is a good time to say it. If you're going on first dates with a guy and he's rude to the staff, just leave. If your friends are rude to the staff, just leave. You don't you don't deserve those people in no. your life and they don't deserve you. <laughs> no. You should always treat staff um politely and And if you're the one not treating the staff kindly, then leave. Yeah, shame on you. <laughs> shame on you. Get um, out of here. But with the shops opening today, um is there like two pennies that are opening twenty four seven? I don't know. I tried to look I... into it. I know, I feel like it's a Twitter rumor. There's okay. many of those. Yeah, because I went on Twitter um before we were recording and was checking out the pennies tag and like so many people like shaming people going shopping to pennies today or like waking up at 4.30 and queuing. And you're like, no, they're going when it's not busy. Um, You know, what if one of their partner or someone's at home minding their kids you know um you know they're going when it suits them we're in a lockdown like i think obviously you can be mad at the people breaking restrictions but people are allowed to go to pennies and you don't know their reasons maybe they Mm. haven't been able to afford things all along yeah just think like let's judge the people actually like out there doing harm and breaking restrictions let's not judge the people that are trying to get to pennies to buy pajamas and all yeah. their bits it's, yeah, it's like, hard people are at less money than they've ever had we're going into mm-hmm. a recession like you can't judge and yeah. i know there were people in the line taking the piss and there's people going in there for no good reason just for to be on instagram going oh, i'll end up at pennies but like look whatever yeah let them do it yeah to be honest like it doesn't affect you you know yeah don't comment on it but yeah, it just really bothered me this morning. I was like, oh my God, leave them off. They've probably been going without for the last five weeks. Do you know? Yeah. Leave them off. Um, They could be going in to get Christmas presents. Like, you don't know what's dressed or whatever they're under. So back off and don't comment on it. None of your business. But yeah, sorry. Some yeah, rant they're allowed. Me. They're legally allowed to go there. Yeah. And I think it's the same thing when people shame others for any, you know, this whole thing of like, well, I haven't gone to a shop since March. Mm. Like, you know what? Like, good for you. I'm glad you you are OK with that. But not everyone can do that. And we didn't have to do that. Yeah. We're allowed to go. Um, And I think because you're you're mentally able to handle like total isolation and totally taking this COVID thing as seriously as you can like really good for you but just be mindful that not everyone is 
and someone going to pennies this morning could have made the entire three months worth it you just don't know what it means to people because like if you think about it you know going out especially probably going to a shop now that could be a massive relief for someone's mental health as well yeah do you know like actually being able to get out of the house and going back to something that feels a bit more like normality Mm-hmm. so do you know I just yeah it really really bothers me like stop being so judgmental do you yeah. know and I, I get like I also think it's hard not to be judgmental because I get judgmental over things I don't understand I get mm. quite judgmental over the pubs as someone who doesn't drink mm. but I am sure the same argument could be applied so I think it's just like, if you're having these really judgmental thoughts, maybe, like, just realize that you voicing them aloud and kind of throwing them into the abyss that is Twitter, you could actually be hurting someone at the end of the day. Um, Speaking of Christmas, shop local. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, Absolutely, shop local. Support local businesses, support Irish businesses. Um, yes. So. I'm making a very exciting purchase this week. Ooh, are you able to talk about it for somebody's Christmas present? Oh no, it's for me. Oh. Don't tell me that I'm getting myself a Christmas present. <laughs> I bought myself this board game called Roots. Okay. And I've wanted it for ever. Like for like for I'd say two years I've wanted this game and it's really hard to track down. And uh, Tabletop Cork uh, messaged me on Instagram and we're like, oh, we'll keep one aside for you. And I was like, oh my God, hallelujah. So it just really made my day and oh. it makes my day even more to be supporting like a business that I just love yeah, from the I've... moment I met Chris yeah. and Emer. I really miss Tabletop. Um, yeah. I think just when we used to go there, it was a cafe, but also did board games. That was their main thing. And oh my God, so much fun. Do you know, they literally had every board game under the sun and just such a fun way to hang out um and they were such lovely people and they'd remember you know like if you were looking for a game they'd remember you and they'd Mm. go they'd go out and they'd get you the game or they'd tell you news about the game they're just they're really they're there for the people instead of being there for the money you can just tell through and through they're so passionate about what they do yeah but, and their uh, beautiful dog, Bramble. Oh, I didn't know they had a dog. Such a lovely name. Girl, follow them on Instagram. You can order games off them, but also you can see their dog. <laughs> a win-win situation. Better. A win-win Even situation. Better. So mm-hmm. a plug there for Tabletop. Um, yeah. If you're looking for board games, support local. Buy from Tabletop. Yes, buy from Tabletop. Um, other other things that you, you shouldn't buy our um Percy Pig is everywhere. <laughs> we predicted it and it has been <laughs> so it is done. Uh Percy Pig's just been haunting us since episode two. Like um, it's I he's been around more than ever. Like he's practically like Percy Pig nativity sets are gonna be out. <laughs> Percy Pig <laughs> Our Lord Percy Pig on the cross. <laughs> Our Lord Percy Pig. Oh dear God. Blasphemy. Oh, Great. <laughs> Oh, what wonderful! Episode five. Episode five, yes. If we got to episode five and then the blast movie came out, that's not so bad. That's not so bad. We're doing well. You know what? That law is gone now. We're yeah. clear. <laughs> but uh, if you want to see all our Percy Pig content, check us out on Instagram and Twitter, especially Twitter. I just see nothing but tweets 
Or people talking Wait, about Percy Pig. Wait, can I read Pig. out a really good... Uh, and the I thing is, though, really I'm there like, tweet. why am I seeing these tweets? Like, it's just... Have I, like, suddenly started following a Percy Pig tag? No, it's because Nikki, <laughs> Nikki is retweeting them. <laughs> All of them. <laughs> this is this is my favourite one. The devil works hard, but the Percy Pig product... <laughs> you gotta edit it. I gotta go again. The devil works hard. But the Percy Pig product development team at MS work harder. So true though. <laughs> like, actually so true. Like, I don't so I, I'm gonna have to go into MS and see, like, because when we went in in November, they already had a Percy Pig Christmas tree. They already had like <laughs> all like we posted a photo, like a small photo of their Percy Pig section. That's probably just taken over the entire shop now. It's expanded. <laughs> like completely. Like it's that, just that insane. old Debenhams lot is going to become Percy Pig. <laughs> the Percy Pig shop um, Percy for all Pig your Museum. Percy Pig needs. Like, <laughs> uh, who needs a Percy Pig um, piggy bank? No. I like, know uh, that Rebecca like pick pick the one like the Percy Pig plank like plant pot, not the piggy bank. He's the piggy oh, I can't see the sense. I can't see the plant pot in this one in this photo. But yeah, I actually got a message after um someone was listening to episode three or Overlord Percy Pig and um it's episode two they girl informed me of this two wait oh, no episode two. episode two is Percy oh my god episode three is cannibalism <laughs> episode is bad. three is cannibalism <laughs> <laughs> yeah oops. Oopsie doopsie. What was the message anyway? Um, oh, the they were just telling me that um, there are Percy Pig plant, plant, blah, blah, blah. there are Percy Pig plant pots now. Too far. Like, what are you going to grow? An actual yeah. Percy Pig tree? <laughs> Is that how they're made? <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. I'd say they are vegan. Which they are is... of the earth. I was going to say it's a benefit and then you went too far <laughs> <laughs> and then you went too far um I'm going to move on from the Percy Pig content I'm going to segue this really oh. really really well because we're going to go from pigs to foxes am I right Ryan Tuberty <laughs> what about the toy show I'm sorry I'm just cringing so much at that segue <laughs> It was so good. Be real. <laughs> Thank God they can't see my face when they're listening to this. I'm just like hands covering face like, no, Nikki, no. She's just being mean at this point. Like, that was great. That um, was great. But uh, yeah, no, the toy show. I will admit I haven't watched the toy show. Um, I have seen clips. Um, okay. I did watch clips because End I knew call. you were going to... Huh? Okay. I was just going to say end call. <laughs> no. Uh, okay. You're going to hate me then as well because my family are one of, were one of those that was like, okay, it's on way too late for you. Like you're not staying up to like, what time does it finish? Like five to midnight? midnight. Yeah. Oh, like I never would have made it through it. Like I love my sleep. But so my parents were like, we'll record it and you'll watch it tomorrow. So then actually going around to watching it i don't think i've ever seen a full late late toy show ever that's in my disgusting. life <laughs> that was so mean no that's gross like and we wrong. just talked about judgment nikki 
no girl i'm judging you on your past mistakes and um they deserve retribution ryan tuberty did not deserve you to not watch the entirety of the toy well show. to be honest it's not only ryan tuberty because i'm also the pat kenny era as well oh no he was weird i don't know i had no you know what it is pat kenny was fine i had a fourth class teacher who was obsessed with him and she used to have a picture of Pat Kenny on her on her desk at the top. Like what a weird Maroni, obsession! But what was going on? <laughs> we used to all have to draw Pat Kenny for her in between like classes. Oh, that's a really weird know. obsession with an Irish. I know. Celeb. And then she, I remember after Christmas, she came in and she got engaged, and we were all like, "Oh my God, she got engaged to Pat Kenny!" <laughs> no, like Pat Kenny's ruined for me. I never liked him. Hmm. Hopefully that doesn't cancel us. I highly doubt it, but we'll see. We're going to be cancelled by all the Pat Kenny stands. <laughs> Your fourth class teacher coming for us. Yeah, my fourth Miss Maroney, if you hear this. <laughs> but the clips I did see were amazing. Um, Adam King. And that he's going to NASA. They've actually confirmed that they're they um, NASA tweeted that they're ready when he is and that um, when it's safe to do so he'll um he'll be able to kind of get into into touch with them Aww. and a former astronaut reached out and said that he'd that. Uh, call him yeah which i think amazing because he just seemed like such a lovely um young boy and just like oh and little searsha yeah amazing oh. It, 5. I actually, 5.2 million. Yeah. Oh, amazing. Like 5.2 million raised for Irish charities, which, you know, absolutely needed it, especially this year. And just amazing, which I think from what I've seen, because I didn't watch it, it seems like it was a much more wholesome, not pushing products and just really focusing on Ireland and Irish kids and, you know, celebrating yeah it, it was i think my favorite toy show and i think the fact the audience wasn't there was really nice because i think the kids were a lot more relaxed mm. um can we talk about that boy sam who like was gonna he was going hunting that was i scary. didn't see sam oh oh okay. I, don't know, I felt a bit uncomfortable <laughs> hunting i i don't like hunting but no, no. It, it just seemed it seemed like such a much more um enjoyable toy show because as well growing up what i did see at the toy show um do you know the audience gets all the free stuff all this free stuff do you know they'd be winning iphones they'd be winning like just they don't need they to do christmas get shopping ps5s oh <laughs> i'd that. say everyone who got on the toy show audience was like yes i'm getting a ps5 no bitch get in line <laughs> Well, the thing is, if they were in, like, usually the audience, I'd say, like, don't do any Christmas shopping. You'll get it all sorted if you get They got a 500 euro TK Maxx voucher. You know what? We shouldn't be looking for, like, sponsorship from, like, all the usual, like, um... Oh, my God, I can't think of any. What's that food one? Oh, is it the one that you get your meals delivered and you cook it? Um, Hello Fresh? Yeah, we shouldn't be looking for sponsorships from HelloFresh or um, BetterHelp. Get... We should be looking for RTE Late Late Toy Show. <laughs> Again, I'll just I'll just reiterate. 
We are not getting paid. <laughs> we are on Yes. We are on no one's radar. Yes. We, we'll probably never get a sponsorship. <laughs> yes. Hit, hit hit us up if you want to, but I don't I wouldn't quite understand why. <laughs> but um yeah. Hey Waterstones. Waterstones, writing scribes, Omahanese, um hit us up. Um, how you doing? How you doing? And all other bookshops. I wouldn't mind getting some books. Okay, well we move to our books. A book, 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 book. Um, I think it's actually my turn first. I think so. I was just thinking that too. Yeah, I actually, I'm out already. Like we're episode five, and I'm already like finding it hard to remember who goes first. I know. I, I just remember it I'm purely editing. because you got so offended that you had to go first last week. <laughs> That's so offended. Um, right, I'm sending on my cover. Um, Ready. Okay, so my book is The Midnight Library by Matt Haig, and I hope to God I am pronouncing that his surname correctly. That is the cutest cover. I've actually, if you notice, there's like black marks. I was about to ask, what are they? I I drew those in to like move out the quotes. (laughs) You'll have to put this picture on Instagram with the black marks on it. I won't put it in the real one that I do, but I'll be like, Rebecca's superb editing skills. Superb. So this is, well, the only hint I have is number one best-selling author, but I haven't actually heard of them, which is really bad. But um, The Midnight Library, it is... A picture of the night sky. I love that library has uh, the eye of library is like the moon. It's kind of got an extra glow. And then we've got a really colorful um, three-dimensional building on the front. Um, it kind of, the color scheme kind of reminds me of, like the Northern Lights. Mm. And the little little library, yeah, I assume. I see that. Mm. So for a moment, I forgot I was was not playing the descriptive game. I meant to be playing the guessing game. But guess who? What I <laughs> hmm, there's not a lot for me to grab here. You, you've also cat. missed out. Yeah, you you missed out on the animal, the beautiful little cat. It kind of could be a monkey. <laughs> <laughs> if you look at him sideways yeah if you're holding the phone like this (laughs) maybe i am rebecca maybe i am um no what what i'm actually what i was immediately reminded of is when i when i spotted the cat was um the shakespeare and company bookshop in paris Mm -hmm. they have a little cat in there called aggie so i think this is aggie Mm -hmm. aggie is the library cat and I think she's a cat that kind of has lived somewhat of an eternal life. Like no one really knows how old the cat is. They just, they know she's been here like at least a generation. Mm -hmm. And Aggie kind of silently stalks the shelves of the library and is there for all of the readers who come in. Um, But overall, I think the book is... God, I'm so stuck. <laughs> there's actually, there's not a lot to go on with this cover. So there's you're going to have to be like, super creative, Nikki. I'm kind, yeah, I'm getting extremely creative, but I'm really losing like my ability to like 
speak English to get these out, you know. So bear with me here. I'm thinking this is like an ethereal kind of a book where the library is kind of almost like a star, in which case it kind of pops up in a village and everyone in the village except the protagonist is like, oh yeah, it's just library, like whatever. And the protagonist is like, since when do we have a library? And he goes in and the place is really whimsical. And when you walk in the door, it's almost like a different time era. Mm. It's as if the librarian and the cat are living maybe two or 300 years behind. And the books in there are immediately well suited to whatever the reader is looking for. So he might walk in and like purely see like a fiction section. Whereas he might bring in his friend who might purely see historical books. So I think the library is kind of mythical and kind of magical and is really built for the reader. But I think one day as the library has kind of appeared in this town, it just kind of vanishes. And it's left the protagonist in this state of where, where did it go? What happened? And it's almost like an amnesia feeling of like, did this ever exist and where the library was is just a really old kind of empty kind of lot and he has only vague recollection on what it could have meant um but you know then there's like that really cheesy moment reveal where like he like finds a book in his house that has stardust on it or something and he's like the midnight library is real and Aww. so begins the adventure to find aggie <laughs> just to purely aggie find the cat friend. Maybe Aggie's left behind and like leads him on an adventure. Ooh, that's actually yeah. a really nice story. Mm. That's very nice. Very you hard could, to word. You you could <laughs> write that book, Nikki. There we go. I couldn't. That was you're, you're a little bit of book. you're a little bit of praise each week, just sprinkled in. <laughs> just just so that we can keep the podcast going. <laughs> yeah, I need to. I need approval. <laughs> because <laughs> um, we're clearly we're not getting that with listeners I did a like... good job we're <laughs> <laughs> um, not getting that with listeners this is true yeah um okay interesting some of your points do match up with the book a lot with of it Abby? no no um <laughs> <laughs> so okay uh this book is actually a really recent book only uh, it was only published this year 2020 um, but it came up a lot in my recommended like reading do you know um so read the blurb I was like okay hmm. and um went and got it so uh it actually is a really good book a very very good book I would say a trigger warning though for the start because the start really was difficult for me to get through and I'll explain why okay so this is um our main character is Nora Seed and it's pretty much, um, you start off straight away, smack bang in her life. She's 35, if I remember rightly. Um, and it's about, you know, telling her life and how she's feeling and things like that. So she is deeply depressed at the start of the book um, and feels like life isn't worth living. And she's just made all the ba- bad and wrong decisions along the way um right through from childhood and for me that was really difficult to be reading do you know um Mm. just it's he writes it very well you are completely transported into her mind view but it's it's really hard um 
because you do feel completely connected to Nora and you know it hurts you how she's feeling and that she can't see any possible light in her life at all you know she just feels like everything's being taken away from her um and she keeps focusing on what her life could have been like you know she had all these amazing opportunities that she views amazing opportunities um I mean some of them she could have been an Olympic swimmer um a rock star um a mom a wife and they all these like possibilities haunt her do you know and she just keeps focusing on them so much so the book starts off with a countdown and the countdown is when she's going to take her life which massive trigger warning for anyone who's going to read it it is so difficult to get through the the start of the book I actually almost felt I, I wouldn't be able to and my granddad's voice chipped in and was like no must finish, finish the book, the book. <laughs> which I'm glad I did I'm glad I did so anyway when she wakes up um she doesn't exactly wake up she finds herself in limbo really it's in between life and death and where she's where she is is at the midnight library at exactly midnight um so in this library um she is guided by um her school librarian mrs elm who she refers to as the only person who ever showed her kindness in her life which again is really sad um like the book actually starts off with telling her connection with mrs elm um so this library is full of books and they and matt haig actually really describes the books really really well like all of them are a green color but they're all different shades and you know all this and the library just sounds absolutely amazing but it's every book contains a different version of her life um yeah a different version of her life um depending if she had made different decisions oh god yeah so she to try out one of these lives all she has to do is decide what she wanted to do differently and she opens the book and she's transported right there and takes off at midnight um so this book she delves into her exploring all these different possibilities she had of being someone's wife of being a mom of being an olympic swimmer all that she gets to explore all of them um and mrs elm tells her that if she decides that she's happy in this life and she truly is happy she can stay and she won't come back to the midnight library everything will just dissolve and she'll be living her happiest life um so it's it's a very interesting read it really really is and she learns a a lot about herself yeah she learns a lot about herself along the way and a lot of life lessons as well which i think reading it 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 does it does impact on you as well um Mm -hmm. so um the one kind of side of the library is that if something happens in her root life that they refer to you know her original life the library crumbles and disappears and so does she i.e she'll die so if it goes one minute past midnight things will begin to you know disappear Mm -hmm. um so yeah it is it is an amazing book um and i really enjoyed reading it the the opening was very hard for me um Mm -hmm. 
but yeah it's and it's really like all these different lives that she has they all have completely different um themes and you know it's it's completely different each time so it's not quite predictable because you've no idea Mm. what's going to happen and each time she goes into it she has no idea of what this what this version of herself is like do you know you know she might have completely different friends she might be you know like one of them she's doing this massive conference talk and she's like what do you know i'm a speaker (laughs) all it's it's (laughs) it's mad do you know um it's kind of reminiscent of if have you ever watched it's a wonderful life no oh oh my god it's such an amazing it's a classic christmas movie Oh, it's it's amazing! It's absolutely gorgeous, and it's kind of reminiscent of that of learning life. It reminds me of um, is different by Adam Sandler. Never seen it. Oh, the one with the remote. I, I've kind of I've the, seen the poster. He can rewind choices. Interesting. Yeah, and um, you can pause time and stuff. But uh, the one bit that I probably didn't enjoy as much was that. Um, the author introduces this character who talks through the like physics of this you know, all these parallel universes and you know that and that that was kind of like okay and I did physics in like school I, I did physics I, I in school know. and I, I was kind of like oh, like this is fiction man leave it alone <laughs> yeah I, say, I, I don't really want to be going through this oh just tell you me know, it's magic it, and move on it, it just it just takes up way too much and that was the only thing I probably did enjoy about it but um yeah it is it is really good it's it is kind of bordering on the philosophical book of kind of learning that life you don't have to understand life you have to just live which mm-hmm. you know is a really positive um message to be sending people do you know um and it was it was a very heartwarming read and just it was it was a lovely book um do i have anything i actually have a few quotes sorry haha <laughs> yes i'd love i'd ah. love um so oh as well i think the in her original life she does a degree in philosophy and I think her cat is named oh, Aggie. No, I think it's something like Victoire. Oh, I'm gonna have Victoire. to search. Yeah, Le it's Chet. after. It's after actually after I think a philosopher. Oh, I can't remember the name of the cat. It's gonna really bother me. Why Google it? <laughs> name of the cat in the Midnight Library. It's probably not gonna come up. Um, the first quote is um. That was part of being a girl. You were resigned to whatever feedback you'd get. If you got mad, you were crazy. And if you didn't react, you were a bitch. The only thing you could do was smile from the corner they'd backed you into. Implicate yourself in the joke, even if the joke was always on you. Oh, that's really sad. Which, which is very sad, but very true at times. Yeah. Do you know, uh, I've been in many situations where, you know, someone has made a joke in uh quotation marks there and i've just been like that's not funny that's actually that kind of hurt my feelings second quote uh a bit of a musician uh in here uh there was an old musician's cliche about how there was no wrong notes on a piano but her life was a cacophony of nonsense a piece that could have gone in wonderful directions but now went nowhere at all dissonance <laughs> Which 
I think you know it was That's written be- so it like some of the quotes in here are absolutely beautiful. Um, I'm probably not going to read out all of them, you know, just so that people can enjoy them for the first time. But I um, love that word, cacophonous. Cacophony. Cacophonous. <laughs> um, but it is. It was. It was a beautiful line. Um. So, and then one of her, she quotes a philosopher and it's Burton Russell wrote that to fear love is to fear life. And those who fear life are already, are already three parts dead, which, you know, resonated with me a, a little bit sometimes. Cause I know, I think, um, in my earlier twenties, I would have been very like scared of doing a lot of stuff by myself and kind of branching out on my own and, for me that kind of did resonate I didn't enjoy life as much as I should have Mm -hmm. and you know learning that lesson of kind of going just do it you know there's nothing to be afraid of you know if it goes wrong it goes wrong I like setting up this podcast if it goes wrong it goes wrong it goes wrong (laughs) it's the end but no as someone like I feel like I was there for to kind of see you come out of the that time in your life and mm. you did amazing girl like you kicked life's ass yeah that I actually it's weird because that's that's the like when you were reading that line that's where I got brought back to as well mm. and um I think it's nice because it's something we went through together as well yeah and yeah and we came out here. the other side and we're we fine did. Um, we're, we're only slightly troubled <laughs> Speak for yourself, cause like <laughs> only slightly hindered. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that is that. Are I think that's all my quotes that I'm gonna read out. Just I would highly recommend it, but I would say the the very opening. It's of the heavy. Book, it, it is very tough. Um, I would say a very big trigger warning, but it is very heartwarming as you go through it, and she makes a lot of these decisions. And I'm not gonna say that there aren't tough bits you know as you go through um there absolutely are and there's bits where you almost grieve with her at points you know over things and that but yeah it's it's kind of that kind of um you know life saying of the grass is always greener on the other side until you've actually you know gone and lived it and that is yeah. very much this oh, book it's such, a, um, it's such a gorgeous concept it is and you know um yeah, I really enjoyed it. Uh, about Matt Haig, though, I Ooh. seem to be researching the authors as well as the book. Um, he seems absolutely amazing. Um, I think, I could be wrong, I think he's written 18 books. Um, oh my God. This is his most recent, I think, but he's a British author for children and adults, which is actually not everybody can write for both, do you know? Um, so he released a memoir called Reasons to Stay Alive, which was a bestseller. And it's actually his own account of his journey with depression and anxiety. And after reading this book, I think I will absolutely read Reasons to mm-hmm. Stay Alive. Um, he just sounds like an absolutely amazing person. I read um, some of his interviews that he's done and he just just seems like a very, very um, intelligent man and um, writes very, very um, well on these very difficult issues which seems to be a common thread among his books is tackling depression anxiety um living in a modern life um or modern world i should say and things like that 
which a lot of people struggle with. And, you know, he writes very cleverly. Um, mm-hmm. And you get very connected to his characters. So, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I'd probably give it like maybe an eight, nine out of ten. He sounds, he sounds lovely. Yeah. And the book, I think, like, again, I, I kind of say this with a lot of the books you pick, except for the Agatha Christie kind of... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that moment um, no it really sounds like uh, I'd, I'd love that story mm. and I don't know the concept is so strong and he sounds like someone who handles it really delicately and properly yeah and I really love that yeah. so yeah that's my book Either this week nine out of ten. Um, I probably rambled my entire way through that enjoy no you sounded <laughs> you sounded like you really enjoyed it I did and you had I a did. lot of feelings mm. yeah it was it was a very emotional read um so yeah um your turn can't wait i'm gonna try and be more optimistic in my story this week (laughs) i've picked nothing but like death um well i'm gonna toxic friendships like just (laughs) bad stuff for everyone (laughs) you're kind of guessing what i'm into (laughs) so this book is called lanny by max porter i have to take a photo quickly for you one sec she's Um, not prepared people because the reason I'm not prepared is because I forgot I was going to take a photo because to be honest this cover isn't giving a whole lot away so I want to give you one more aid and I want to give you the name of a character okay in this book and he is dead papa toothworth that helps (laughs) not not at all that doesn't help at all Dead Papa Toothwort. Toothwort um, is how I was pronouncing it. Well, the first thing uh, that I'm noticing is that she's, it's a bougie book because it's signed by the author. This is the, the repurchased one because they came out with a signed edition in Waterstones and I already had the book and I bought it again. <laughs> bougie. She got she to gotta get that collector's item. Oh, um, so it's actually a beautiful cover. It's a green hardback. Um, and the only thing on it, really, apart from the author's name, is a gold leaf with Lanny written on it. And mm-hmm. Lanny is just written lapsidaisily. It, it's kind of just in no order. Okay, story time. Yeah. I, I've already forgotten the character's name. <laughs> Dead Papa Toothwort. I Dead. felt mean picking picking this book because there's not a whole lot to go off, but I want you to go for the I've, vibe. I've, I've, got, I've got a story already in mind. I'm <gasps> going to go whimsical. You go, girl. Whimsical. Um, so this serving is... Serving whimsical. Serving whimsical realness. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with it. It is um, a story based purely on um, these mythical creatures living in this forest. And due to um, global warming and environmental pollution, their homeland oh. is being destroyed. Um, it's like in the Simpsons movie. Eva. <laughs> Love Nikki's references each week. Eva. Eva. <laughs> um, but uh, so... They're living in this, you know, forest and no one knows they exist, really. You know, it's kind of they put a spell around their homes that, you know, if a 
human walks in, you know, they get diverted. Um, so I'm seeing a lot of like these like little tiny fairies. I'm getting, have you ever seen The Black Cauldron? The Disney movie? Yeah. Oh my God. The, the little fairies in that. Yeah. I love them. <laughs> there was this really, and there's this really one grumpy one. That's, what's his name? Dead Papa. Dead Papa Toothwort. That, that's him. That's dead yeah. Papa Toothwort. Um, okay, so he's so, the fairy from Black Cauldron. Yeah. Got it. That's that's what I'm getting. So there's this one, um, and it's, I'm going to say there's fairies, there's um, centaurs, there's all these different, you know, there's even a unicorn. <gasps> Zelda. Uh, so um, they're all living in this, this thing and the leaves start falling and in there obviously because it's magical you know they're glistening gold they're all these different kind of maybe jewel toned colors and um the wisest of them all you know there's always like this leader the um, grand wizard some yeah, would say that never really like tells you a lot of the information <laughs> just says something like and it's like oh i'm trying it's to think Dumbledore. of something really wise and it's like oh i'm gonna sound so stupid but Go like they forth. could be like no, they could be like, go forth and the day shall be one or the day shall be something. And they'll be like, oh, and Grand then they're going to go like, they just said, like, go on and get about your day. Like, that's nothing. <laughs> like, Have you ever seen the Rugrats movie? Yes. Do you remember? It's the lizard. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm picturing. Like the big lizard. And he's like, go forth in the day and just go. <laughs> We're getting totally different imaginations of what this looks like. So anyway, he starts saying like that they will have to up and move and go off to somewhere else and live there and create a new you know, world that's safer mm-hmm. for them. And, you know, they start thinking about like, could they still live on Earth? That global warming is getting to a point where, you know, no, they can't. And so they decide they will leave Earth forever. Um and they're also kind of this protective force mm-hmm. as well. So um, a few of them, though, feel, no, it's their it's their home has been Earth. They've never been anywhere else. Um, and they should stay to protect Earth. Um, because, you know, they've lived here. Maybe they should have done more to help humans understand global warming and blah, 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 and all that. So um, they leave the forest. Um, and go out into the world to try and, you know, become, you know, well, teach humans, like, be better. Mm-hmm. Uh, because a lot of humans should be better. Yes. So it's that kind of story. And, you know, they're getting messages from this grand wizard mage or whatever. And he's the saying, lizard. like, come, <laughs> come back. Do you know, like, we will exile you. Like, you will never be able to return if you don't come back you've oh my you've, god um, he's gaslighting them yeah you've you've um broken all our laws and you're mixing with humans and you know he's very much like we should never be seen by people and all this and he's kind of like but we should be helping to save this planet from destruction and all that so it's kind of telling that story and them you know traveling around the world and like there's probably funny moments in there too where they're like oh my god a coffee machine <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> you know oh all God, that kind classic. of stuff 
they're like the wait classic. what's electricity you don't just use magic like all this kind of sticking stuff forks and <laughs> <laughs> like, wow wow i'm being electrocuted um <laughs> but that's my um more whimsical take on this book um, I like it. With nature and all that. So yeah. I really like it. I still I got actually... my kind of like negative, like, like <laughs> pessimistic, like global warming. Ooh, you are breaking uh, all of our laws. Great no. <laughs> <Hey>, wizard, no. <laughs> I kind of want him to be overthrown. I don't like him. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't either. No. We we want democracy in this house. Yeah. Um. So Lanny. Is not about that at all. Oh, <laughs> oh! What does Lanny mean in your story, by the way? One of the characters' names who goes oh, off. Good call. Well, you got that right. Lanny oh, is yay. the name of a character. <laughs> He's unfortunately none of the the uh, fairies from Black Cauldron are in this book. Nor do God, they get dang a mention. Dang it, Max Porter! Like, no, Max, learn to doing, learn man? learn to write about whimsical characters. <laughs> <laughs> you're just gonna be like learn to write <laughs> i haven't read no, anything by max porter so i can't comment he's a fantastic author um this book lanny is about a little boy uh who lives in a village in um it's it's a it's a bit out of london mm-hmm. and it's kind of romanticized into one of those villages where um kind of the past and the present are kind of always mingling so there's kind of lots of old buildings and there's a lot of old stories in the village, even though everyone is trying to live in the present. So um, the like um, this book is about Lanny, who's a really, really special little boy in this village um, who his mother absolutely adores him. His father, who doesn't live with them anymore, kind of doesn't understand him, but knows knows his child is different and he also makes friends with um one of the neighbors who's known as mad pete and he's an artist and he really really sees how special lanny is and what a empathetic and kind of well connected boy he is and all while this story of this little boy is taking place there are kind of in and out segments by um this mythical kind of uh legend called dead papa toothwort and he's um he's kind of like this old fable by the children so he's kind of like a boogeyman but he is part of the village and he's always there's always been stories of him from generation to generation so you pointed out on the cover that the writing is like really everywhere Mm -hmm. and a lot of the time i just want to pull up one of toothwort's moments um a lot of the time that's how toothwort will speak Oh, wow. So, okay. Yeah. If you have read Grief is the Thing with Feathers, what Max Porter does really well is he breaks all structure and um, he kind of writes really kind of haunting kind of segments from these otherworldly characters. And Papa Toothworth, a dead Papa Toothworth, um, is um, a real, he's kind of almost like a, a conscious, a conscience more than a character for a lot of it and the way Jiminy Cricket thinks... hmm <laughs> no. he's, he's a, oh damn I'm just trying You're... to get my whimsical like characters he's in there a... <laughs> <laughs> so 
So I want to read a tiny bit um, and I'm reading it fairly early from the book because I really, really don't want to spoil this. Um, but dead Papa Toothworth lies underneath a 19th century vicar's wife and fiddles with the roots of a yew in her pelvis. He loves the graveyard. He listens. Fine, so long as Jimmy's mom says so. When I die, make me into fat balls for the birds. Ten new highlighters from Petty Cash. Dylan needs a dimmer switch on his temper. A dick that should be on a leash. <laughs> so all of these are conversations in the village he's just kind of picking up on. Okay, because I was like, yeah. like, what, what, <laughs> what does this mean? What is this going, like, what is going on? <laughs> yeah, and you're kind of launched into it fairly quick with all of this kind of cacophonous nonsense. You're kind of like, oh, what is happening here? But uh, the story begins to unravel. And the moment of impact is when Lanny um, unexplainably vanishes. Yeah. Oh. So it is like there, it kind of, it really reminds me of um, like uh, the Madeleine McCann investigation mm. where a lot of the media kind of centered in on the family fairly quick and they center in on Mad Pete and it's this mix of the media perspective and behind the cameras, behind the scenes and then the emotional turmoil like from for his mom for losing her, her only son and for Mad Pete for looking like he's interfering and the story unravels and it's it's spooky it's strange and the way it's written is really really um kind of like last week it's more in prose and it's more <laughs> literary than um than most stories would be um uh, but i absolutely love it i think the book is beyond beautiful and each character has a real like what he does really well is a lot of the characters are kind of speaking in subconscious kind of mm -hmm. thought and even the way they see the world is totally different chapter by chapter so like his dad is kind of more cynical and a bit more hard at edge and his mom is really loving but kind of nervous and then mad pete is just really um eccentric and kind of sees all the good and no one understands him so i have a couple of quotes um Here's one. And she laughed and said she understood. And then off she drifted in that nice way she has. Responsive to the light, I would call it. The type of person who is that little more akin to the weather than most people. More obviously made of the same atoms as the earth than most people. These days seem to be. Which explains Lanny. Aww. Isn't that beautiful? That is gorgeous. And then, which do you think is more patient, an idea or hope? Oh, I love that quote. Yeah, it's it's um, it's a gorgeous book. And he writes everything that's optimistic as like passionately as he writes the pessimistic. Mm -hmm. Like he's got a line and it's really heartbreaking and it's none of us actually feel anything for anybody. It's all pretend. Or there is no such thing as trust. It's a pernicious lie. Um, and oh, it, this book kills me. It those, kills me. Those two quotes just kind of oh those hurt a little bit I know and then like it, it's really littered in because all of the characters have such a different perspective and kind of mm. kind of moral kind of compass they all interact with each other and he can zap between characters perfectly it mm -hmm. feels like it's diff written by different people um 
there's a line where Mad Pete says to Lanny, he says, ah, Lanny, my friend, look at these blank pages. Don't you feel like God at the start of the ages? You could do anything. And that's kind of magic. And then one of my favorite ones is um, from his mom to Lanny. And his mom says, but darling, we've talked about this so often. You cannot fix the way the world is broken all on your own. So, so true, good. though. Yeah, so I am holding a signed copy. Because, the, yeah, this is my bougie version. I um, I read this book. Again, it's one of those ones I read in one sitting, but then I immediately started rereading over the week after. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I feel like I kind of rushed it the first time because I really couldn't put it down. And the second time I read it, I really wanted to soak in the words. Mm -hmm. And it's just as good the second, the third, the fourth time. You kind of always find something new that grabs you. Mm -hmm. And I just think he's an incredible author. Um, It got long listed for the Booker Prize, I think. Wow. Yeah, it did very well. It's his second book. His first book is Grief is the Thing with Feathers, which I may touch on another week Mm -hmm. because I think... Does he have another book called Constellations? No, that's not. Wait now, I'm googling because I don't think that's him. Do you mean constellations? Wrong. The Sinead Gleason one. I don't know. No, probably not. I've got them mixed up. I'd say. Okay. Yeah. No. He has grief is the thing with feathers and Lanny, and I think he has a short story or two. And I know there's a BBC radio adaptation of Lanny with music. Hmm. And I must. I must check that out. But um, I would say he is my favorite author. I would go that far. I wow. just really think he's every word is put there intentionally. And it's brilliant. That is a big like statement to make. It is. And it wow. doesn't even feel big because I'm like, it's true. <laughs> he's that good. He's that good. So this is probably the biggest recommendation I could possibly give. Uh, I don't think I'll find a book that tops this for a very long time. Uh, but I'm excited to see what he releases next because I think he's the only one who's going to top it. Uh, <laughs> he's got a book coming out. I just Googled him. A uh, book coming out in 2021. <gasps> yes. Oh my God, Exciting. we should do it as a book club and both read it. <laughs> we'll <Okay>. see. <laughs> <laughs> um, interesting. What would you give it out of 10? 10. I should have guessed it was going to be 10. 10. Only a 10? Interesting. 11. 12. (laughs) I was expecting like a million out of 10. Like I'd give it a solid 10 because it's just, it's perfect. Okay. Perfect. Very high praise from Nikki this week. Yes, yes, yes. Very, very high praise. No, Mm -hmm. it sounds like a really interesting book. And very much in your area of like, you love character books. I do i love getting into the mind of someone Mm. like i i love it so much so this is everything i wanted in a book and when like to be honest i went into this blind and when shit hit the fan i was totally at a loss i was like oh my god make it better make it better (laughs) i was really in turmoil with all of the characters because you just fall in love with lanny but it's really interesting i think um I'd love to reread it again and even in the context of like it has a lot of parallels to a lot of true crime 
So mm-hmm. I think if you're into true crime, this book makes sense as well. Oh, okay. It's got a little bit of, like, if you like Gone Girl and that kind of storytelling, mm. it's got a little bit of that arc. It's very, very much um, gives me a lot of flashes to what I remember of the Madeleine McCann case. And the just the media interference, it's really very much there. Okay. And, yeah, I just like it a lot. Interesting. No, it sounds like a fab book and Nikki's recommendations are usually very good so if so you're looking happens. for stuff to read over the Christmas holidays off you go yeah I don't want to tell you whether it's happy or not because that'll give it away no that'll give it away yeah no. but it is enchanting it is enchanting I won't say whimsical but it is enchanting <gasps> dang it <laughs> just why no woodland fairy creatures? <laughs> Why no woodland fairy creatures? <laughs> um, but yeah, so no, interesting. I liked her books this week. Nice. I do too. I think they're going to look really cute on the grid next to yes. each other. Mm. Look at that, our Instagram. Um, so if you didn't know, we have an Instagram or Twitter. Go follow us. Um, we do release some sneak peeks of episodes. Um, our Percy Pig content is up there. <laughs> Um, which, you know, yeah, especially coming into December, we're going to have to push that a lot more, you know, help that M&S product development team. Oh yeah, because Percy Pig needs our help. <laughs> um, do you know, go out and buy your Percy Pig potted plant. Your Percy Pig nativity set. Imagine all the Alive-O songs, but it's about Percy Pig and <laughs> The little Lord Percy lay down his sweet piggy head. <laughs> <laughs> well, the nativity scene would have looked very different. What I love is when editing, like even when the podcast is happening, you'll just come up with this random bit of it, like side bit, what reference comes into your head. And I'm like, where is this coming Was it from? That's not enough for you. <laughs> No, Greg, it's the Epa. <laughs> just all this like random stuff, and I'm like, and there's more. Believe me, Donald Duckin is is clearly in my mind. <laughs> Donald um, Duckin. Um, and no one knows knows what that means apart from me, you, and Emmett. No, that's it. That is and Emmett's like, why? Moment. Why does Rebecca know? And I'm like, she explicitly told me. <laughs> In a podcast episode. Like, so, look, he's uh, sitting there. <laughs> so all our funny bits are just Nikki. I'm the serious one. Who <laughs> can't no, joke. No, we should do something with the woodland creatures today. I think would be funny. Yeah. 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 Just for some reason. I just got that black cauldron image in my head. And I was like, oh, love that movie. <laughs> yeah, I'm rolling with it now. I'm rolling with this. That That grumpy, old, grouchy woodland fairy creature. I'm feeling you. And Dead as well, daddy lived, they lived under a lake or a pond or something like. Yeah. Ingenious. It was very um, good. That it movie was very whimsical. That movie's really good. Um, scary though. My sister used to <laughs> love watching it. But like also be scared of it. <laughs> yeah, I was like that with um, Bambi. I've never seen Bambi. It's very sad. Yeah, and I think that's why I haven't seen it. Mama? <laughs> no, I. Um, oh. We gotta wrap it up. I know, yeah. Us rambling. Um. So I hope you enjoyed episode five. Can't believe we're on episode five already. 
It's actually kind of triggering. I feel like old age is here to get me. <laughs> Time is moving too quickly. You're 25. <laughs> That's like old now. Like Girl, I go on TikTok not even, and they're... You're not even 25 that long. Like I'm oh, older. You go on TikTok and they're like... Oh, so this is for the older generation of TikTok. Anyone born in the in the late nineties or two thousands, and I'm like, <laughs> what? Mm. There are people that exist who are younger than me. Disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Except for Emma, he's younger than me. <laughs> and my sisters and my students. I'm sorry. <laughs> so Nikki is going to quickly backtrack so that she doesn't get cancelled and I have to yeah. kick her off the podcast. <laughs> I'm literally cancelling like half of the population of the earth because I'm so fucking old. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Oh. Just Grim. just love that. Nikki's weekly aim of cancelling the podcast. Yeah. I, can, to you be honest, tell, can you tell, can you tell, is she committed to this podcast or is she just wanting this to end? <laughs> Tune in next week to find out which Harry Potter character I absolutely hate. <laughs> it's been it's been coming. I'm gonna just leave it in. You you yeah. mentioned it again because like she she talks about it all the time, and yeah, I, no, I, I, ju- I I'm just I just edit it out, you know, to to not. Episode, episode six will be the reveal. Oh wow! Oh, Hyping it up, and they're gonna be like, "Oh, that's it." Which Harry? <laughs> I actually just watched Blood Prince there. I saw, yeah, you were tweeting about it, and I was like, "Not my favorite movie either." But yeah, it's uh, weird. Yeah. Um. But then I was like, "You, you were talking about how you didn't understand how Snape was the half blood prince," and I was like, "Should I tweet her back? Why?" And explain I can't it. Remember? Can you explain to me next week? Yes, I will. Okay. So warning: <laughs> there'll be a Harry Potter spoiler in the next one. Yes. Um. Well, with that one, goodbye. 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 Good friends. Goodbye. We'll see you very soon. I know. Very soon. I know. (laughs) I'm a singer.